looks at the clock, turns the corner, and the win! gentlemen boys and girls uh children of all ages welcome back to another episode of the... aren't we a hockey podcast we are a hockey podcast but you know what it was dude the greatest moment in raptors no no i got no that is not the greatest moment in raptors history. no yes it is no it's not no vince carter's dunk is overrated and you know it <gasps> okay it's not overrated but that's the great how moment. dare you you know what you know what you know what i got one better You know, does that make it better? Does that not make it the greatest moment in rap? It got Titanic music. It got the tight. It got the Celine Dion treatment, which is perfect because she's Canadian. Yes, she's from Quebec, but nonetheless, <laughs> it it's still not hockey. But uh, to I have to agree, it makes it more palpable. Dude, okay, it's Carter's dunk is still better. No, okay, it's cooler in terms. No, of it's scale. better. No, the. Shot by Kawhi Leonard. Nope. Actually won something. So? That dunk by Vince Carter that you saw, the, the remember the one with Trace McGrady held it up and he did the between legs? That was still in the first round. Don't care. Remember that. Don't care. But it's just, it's just such a, it's... I'm, I'm, trying, so, I'm sorry. Some, it is up there with the bat flip. It's up nope. there with... I don't know, take your pick of which goal of the Ottawa series in 2001. No, <laughs> dude, the Vince Carter dunk. You had... are defending a stills competition. Of course you would, you shootout lover. Yeah, I said it. Hey, this is playoffs. There's no more shootouts. Thank I want... goodness. I don't want to hear this conversation. Because you want to know why else? Because the Canes would have lost against the Capitals, and you know it. False. No, they would have. False. Yes, they would have. I don't want to hear it. Oh, you know it. I don't want to. You know it. I don't want to. Oh, I don't care if you don't want to hear it. There's a pig on the screen. Yeah, because you want to know why? Because they got a pig. The Carolina Hurricanes doing it right. They got a pig. Exactly. Oink, oink, mother truckers. I'm, yeah, it, yeah. That, 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 that is the sound they make. Vince Carter's dunk is more impactful than a shot, though. That but just it bounces in. It's like boink. It was so... Boink. But, dude, it was... Boink. Like... And it's, it's so funny because, like, that was the shot that Vince Carter missed in 2001. Game 7 against Philadelphia in the second round. Yes, it was in Philadelphia. Dude, I wasn't he, even 3. He missed it. But then Kawhi, 18 years later, against Philadelphia in Toronto, Jurassic Park goes crazy. They still call it Jurassic Park, right? When the Raptors have it? Yes, because that... that okay, I'm just making sure, I, making sure I get my terminology right. For those of you at home that do not follow Toronto... Sports okay, history. No, because no, anyone on. who's a basketball, anyone who lives in America knows basketball and they know that just happened. Well, it happened Sunday, but that yeah. happened. Yes, but at the same time, hockey fans and. Okay, hockey and basketball, they're seasons that go at the same time. You know, it, either you follow one or you follow the other. Needless to say, for those of you that don't know, the reason why the Jurassic Park reference is being used is because that's what the Toronto Raptors are named after. They were named after, you know, Jurassic Park. They were named one year after the movie, so they chose Raptor. Why? Because Tyrannosaurus Rex would not fit on a jersey. <laughs> and because Raptors are cool. Raptors are cool. They're cunning. They're quick. They're agile. They're powerful. They make the weird cat noise. 
I don't think anyone heard that. <laughs> so I had to cut it. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what Blue sounded like in Jurassic World. Anyways. I'll be honest, I'm not ready for that third movie, but they have to. They left it on a cliffhanger. They, ah! left, they left it on a cliffhanger. Ha, ah, get it? Get it? Because because they jumped off a cliff? Ha! And then, and then, and then the T-Rex was yelling, you know, roaring at the lion, and they were like, <laughs> and they were on separate cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it sounded no, like. I, I it was my... <laughs> Bill Hader does a better version. No, that's more like a brachiosaurus. No, no, that that's the T-Rex. It's like, it's like a, no, it's like a very actually... angry Tauntaun, you know? Yes. You know Tauntauns from yeah. Star Wars. Yes. You know? The, the one that's got... Back up, back up, back up. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when it dies, who <laughs> do you, you know? You have to slice its innards open, which is literally looks like maggots. That way you can just oversize maggots. That way you can just keep, you know, keep lukewarm. The Lord and Savior of Star Wars. Han Solo looks so. I'll be honest. I know this is so long after the fact because you know the movie's made in you know 1980 or yeah. made before that. But Han Solo looks so gosh darn awkward playing with the lightsaber. It's well, like, yeah, because he's, well, he's not a Jedi. I understand. Neither was Poe, and they made him look for some reason. Um, well, I don't know why. I, ha- I, hey, listen, you know if what? We're interested in a Star Wars sequel. Poe bashing, is alive. Han's dead. Yes, you know what? Should be the other way around. Even though for story wise, yes, Han needed to die. Technically, actually, you know what? Yes, Han killed himself. I know. Yes, I'm one of those people. Han took the lightsaber and turned it on because he knew that Kylo Ren couldn't do it. He knew that his boy Ben couldn't do it. No, he didn't. Does no one else read the canon? Oh my gosh, no. Oh no. He did it because he knew what he had to do. No. Yes. Kylo Ren killed Han Solo because he was trying to prove himself as a Sith Lord. No. Han helped no. him because he knew Ben. No. Don't you. You look at me in the eye and you tell me that right to my face that I am wrong. Tyler, you're wrong. Kylo Ren. Ben. No, 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 no. no. Ben Solo could not do it. I will turn off your microphone. No, you won't. Tyler, you're wrong. And for those of you that want to get involved and tell Tyler that he's wrong, please use the hashtag TheKeelPodcast and tweet at us at TheKeelPodcast. And tell Alex that he's wrong and that Han loves his boy and he knew that he had to die to prove it so he could get close. And and then, and yeah. I got nothing else. That's that's pretty much all you got. That's really my argument is that, uh, yeah. Let's be honest. It's, Welcome it's, to the Keel Podcast, where it's delved into... Let's be into, honest. It's, no, the sequels, no. like, let's be honest. The third movie cannot be worse than the other two, but then again, you it just can. full well know that it's going to be. Well, that, that's It's going how, to be Return of the Jedi. That's how uh, third movies work. Except Revenge of the Sith, which was the best of the prequels. Anyone who says no. different... Need, no. Don't you dare. Do not defend... No, you are not defending Attack of the Clones, and you are not defending Phantom Menace. While it's classic in terms of that's the first no. movie since our birth... No. Yes. You want to know why? Why is it? What's, which one's the best prequel, Alex? It's Phantom Menace. You want to know why? Pod racing. No. Darth Maul, Jar Jar Binks character development. Oh, dear and Lord. And the death of Qui-Gon Jinn. That has so much to do with the canon. No. Anyone, anyone no. that's at home, You're that you watch Star, if you watch Star Wars movies, you have to read the books. Of it Anakin makes so much and sense. Obi-Wan, the greatest lightsaber battle in history, whether it's the books? No, that is not the greatest battle in Star Wars history. No, it's a inter- more, a better battle in lightsaber combat than that. Not, not was that of Count Dooku and Anakin Skywalker. It's not in terms. No, not in terms of 
the what happened, like the like the, the first actual one, fight, not the second one, like the, the actual one. duel, but it was the moment and everything that came with yes, it. Yes, the battle of oh finding the pupil oh. standing up to the teacher and betraying him. He wasn't trying- a pupil. At that point, he was a Sith. But the, but uh, yes, at that point. But it was it was the climax of the story that we waited for, and it lived up to that. You know what? I want the Canes to win. That way, I can climax. So let's talk about hockey. You're trying to just get away because you know that I'm right. You're wrong. Revenge of the Sith was the best. Tr- is the best third movie of any series ever. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll tell you you're wrong because, li- a, like your argument, name me a better no, no, no. third movie of a series. Like your argument, it is that of the NHL playoffs. Complete disregard for the cannon. That was a Columbus Blue Jackets reference. Well, there is no cannon because they're out. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. But you still have to answer my question. Name me a better third movie of a series than Revenge of the Sith. You're going to have to give me a second. I dare you say Godfather. And no, God, Godfather was a gosh darn disaster. I'd rather watch Hangover Part 2 and 3 for 12 hours straight, then watch Godfather Part 3. What, so so what's the original question again? Which one is the... Th- the the Which of, like, a trilogy or anything more than that? Which no, is no, the best we, third we, movie? No, you have to keep it to a trilogy because you could say the Avengers series and... No, the third movie is... Great. Okay, well, no, because MCU is a whole complete... We're not going to get into that because that's a whole bag of worms. That it's we can't a series. Watch. Yes, but in terms of, yes, the Avengers movies, yes. Endgame. Uh, okay, Harry uh, Potter. What? Harry Potter. Lord of the Rings. But is it better than the first two? That's the question. That's what I'm saying. Is it the best out of the trilogy? Okay. Harry Potter. I guess Harry Potter. Well, can we, uh, maybe we should stick it to a trilogy because I understand what you're trying to say. Because exactly. Because you're getting into the whole Harry Potter deal. Because then you can go, well, Prisoner of Azkaban had this kind of a story to it. And yes. The, well, Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban. Me and my girlfriend have talked about this. It was completely done wrong. Well, if yeah. you go back and read the book, it's completely done wrong. Okay. Of course, you knocked The Shining, which I still think is a... I, Shining is a classic movie. It's not the greatest movie, Stephen King. The King Shining ever. is a classic movie, yes. However, it's not a good one. Anyways, third, the best? Third okay, movie of a trilogy. Give me a second. You're going to have to play like the Jeopardy. Or... Do, do, yeah, do, 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 yeah, do, just give me that treatment. Do, do, do. I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of one. Because I'm looking at like, all the third movies I've ever thought of. Superman 3 is awful. Oh, shit. I just thought of one. What? However, I don't think it's better than The Dark Knight Rises. However, it's not better than The Dark Knight, though. So therefore, I'm still kind of right. I'm saying the best one out of the trilogy. That's what I'm trying to say. The Dark Knight Rises was a great movie. The Dark Knight was an even better movie. Correct. Thank you, all in part Thank you, Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger. Rolling in papayas. Just Heath Ledger. That was it. Heath Ledger made me think the Joker was face. Because why? No reason, just because I thought it was cool. This is a good question. I'm gonna literally look up movie trilogies on my laptop real quick. That way I can, that way I can develop an argument. Because this, it's it's hard. I'll just I'll just fill time right now. Uh, we're still in pregame here of Game Three between the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll talk about that later. But obviously, this is a this is what we need to figure out first. If you guys want to fast forward about maybe another 10 minutes, so then we'll get to the hockey talk. But this is important now because I need to defend the fact that Revenge of the Sith out of a trilogy, because yes, I know, it's episode three of nine, but you know what I, if for those who actually understand Star Wars, it goes in increments of three, 
So there's the originals, where Empire was best. There are the prequels, where Revenge of the Sith is best. And then there are the sequels, which we don't know if the third is going to be. Dude! Okay, here's one for you. And it just, it literally split. It literally. You're going to give it to me and I'm going to be mad because I know you're going to be right too. Sorry, this is, okay, don't. You may not. Before you say it, I'm going to say this. Revenge of the Sith for me has always been, because don't forget, we were children. The prequels were what we grew up on because, yes, we watched the originals, but that was the first three that we saw. Phantom Menace will always hold a special place in my heart because it was the first one since my birth. And yes, that is including everyone that was born after 1983. I understand, whatever. But I was a 90s kid, so. Okay, ready? All right. <clears throat> and I'm talking the original trilogy. X-Men. X-Men Last Stand. That was better. But is it better than is it better than X2? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, no. fine. Wrong. If you're if you're gonna dis- disagree with me, you're not gonna understand this one because you never watched it. I understand either. that Deadpool no, 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 3 no. is not gonna be better than you Deadpool. You never 2 understood one. this trilogy and you never really liked it. But it's the Mariachi trilogy with Antonio oh. Banderas. Oh, uh, once upon a time. <sighs> but I like Once Des- Upon but a Time in Mexico. But Desperado, though. Desperado was good. It was really good. It and yes, developed Once Upon the story, a Time, Once Upon a Time Mexico has did. all three. I understand that. Oh, it's so good. It is good. But is it better than Desperado? Yes. For the sake of my argument, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no, you get for the sake of your argument. You no, have... because Desperado. Okay, give me another one. Give me another one because that's, that's a debatable one. That's a really good one. I, I am just looking up. Uh, it's by EmpireOnline.com. It's just really good trilogies, and I'm looking at all the Really good trilogies? Yeah. Is Godfather on there? Because um, Godfather 1 and 2 are the two of the best movies of all time. Without a shadow of a doubt. Behind Shawshank. The Die Hard trilogy. Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's the one with Samuel L. Jackson, isn't it? it but is. is it better than <clears throat> the first one? It's not, because the uh, original Die Hard's the best. Anyone who says otherwise, they're be taken out back. Pirates of the Caribbean. At World's End, Really? It was a good movie. It was a good movie, but is it the best of the three? I think so. You want to know why? Because it made me cry. It was so good. It was well done. It was a well done movie, but is it better than the first one? The second one, I don't think is... I think the first one's better than you the second see, one. You see, but now now you're really... You're, but, you're trying to break it down and you're trying to destroy me. But no, Alex, I'm not trying to destroy you. I'm okay, just, you know what? Fine, fine. I will destroy you. And you will not, because you think this is the only movie, because you really do not Spy like... Spy Kids 3 was stupid, and you know it! No, I'm talking about Clint Eastwood. Oh, the man with the no do- names. Wait, no. Dirty Harry? No. The Dollars Trilogy. The Dollars Trilogy. Yes. Because the first movie was A Fistful of Dollars, 1964. A Few Dollars More in 1965, and in 1966. The classic. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Check and Misa! Oh, but, but, ah, oh, damn, it's such a good movie, too. Exactly. Oh, you had to go, ah. I went there. Well, okay. I was okay. pulling out all, all the right. cards. All right, Alex wins in terms of the best one, but I win because the one of, I thought of off the top of my head without actually having to do research, so it's a draw. Okay, but Jeff there's Goldblum, so many trilogies, Jeff, though. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum at the end of Thor Ragnarok, so it's a draw, then. <laughs> Oh, spoiler! Sorry. Well, okay. Well, it's actually, been out for a while. Well, and it's also not a spoiler. I didn't tell you the story. I didn't tell you how Jeff Goldblum was a what? Okay, listen. I, trust I mean, me. He was kinda... some, hey, Solo was out for a long time, and I told people that. Wait, should I? Can I? 
yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Oh, the you know what? Okay. The original. I told someone that somebody showed up in the Han and Sol- Solo a Star Wars story, and they got mad at me. That was four months after it had been released. So I'm not going to say it, because there's probably still some people, believe it or not, that have not seen that movie yet. See, I give it the seven-month rule. But it's been longer than seven months. Well, been then a you can say it. All right, fine. No, I can't. I feel bad. Just do it. Fine. Darth Maul's in Solo, but that's why they need to do uh, Yeah, no duh. As bad as Solo was, you need to make a sequel to that. Because why? Darth Maul. You, no, you could just do a Darth Maul origin story. Or, no, or, tried, no. or you could do a Darth well, Maul, you know, evolution was he, story. He, he wasn't in Clone Wars, was he? He was just in Rebels, right? Darth Maul. Was, no, was Technically, he? he was in Clone Wars. Okay, pardon me. Was he actually in the show? I don't oh, think yes. he was. He yes. was? When? Yeah. No, I know he was in Rebels. I do remember that because I remember the battle between him and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Part two in Obi-Wan yeah. and Obi-Wan still won. <laughs> oh, spoiler. You can, grow, you can grow six more legs, but... Ooh. Uh, By the way, Darth Maul, after he got chopped in half in the Phantom Menace, he kind of, you know, got healed by we can space agree. witches and, you know... We can both agree legs. that real Star Wars fans know that by now, so we can spoil that for him. Um, we should talk about the hockey. Ah, Yes. The thing that I'm actually going to get mad about. Okay, so the game title of the episode: Alex's turn to be upset. All right, so I like it. we should mention this. One of the points we were going to talk about was the play of Peter Morazic and who should start in net. But of course, we took a little bit to start the show, and it's eight o'clock now. Games already started. Warmups already happened. Back of pennies in net. Back and I'll penny. tell you why. Back of penny is starter handy tonight for the Canes, which is a good thing. Um, Alex has a stat, but it's. I understand where the stats coming from, but it's only played in two games in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Let's let's first let's recap where we got so far. So game one, Canes are up. Oh, we went over that one after the last week. Canes are up. They got screwed by the refs in my eyes. Back to back power play goals. Boston wins. Sunday, Mother's Day. Dear Lord, Carolina should not play anytime before seven o'clock because that was bad. Up and down everywhere. Bad. That, oh, what? It was a, Alex, it was a 6-2 thumping. The fact there was an empty, I, no, it wasn't even an empty net goal. It was just a, it was just a mercy killing. It was not even a mercy killing. It was the fact that, oh, mm, okay. So. Razak didn't I'm, play well. I'm going to go at this from each point. Starting off with goaltending. Curtis McElhaney is not backup Haney. He's starter he Haney. starter Haney. The reason why, even though he's got a limited sample size, What's his numbers in the regular season? I know everyone says I don't, 19 I don't games. I have that on right here. But it, I'm not... See, what you're going to say is 9-4-7 save he's percentage. In, he's got a 9-4-7 save percentage in the two in the games he's played. In the two games he's played. Still 9-4-7. Well, two, excuse me, two and a half. Pardon me, because I forgot he came in in game two. I agree. But there's... You can say he's... It's it's hard to say just because he's got that, that's why he should start. It's no, because, I'm not saying that's why. I'm saying because he's a good goaltender. He's a good He knows how to play in these He's weird a good situations. He's a good henny. He's a good henny. He's a good henny. Good henny. Good henny. If you wouldn't stop interrupting me. Lord! Anyways, Curtis McElhaney. Yes. He deserves to be in that because he's a good henny. He's got a 9-4-7. He knows how to play against Boston. He's done it many times. Right. And, you know what the best part is? He's good at stopping one-timers. And he, well, no, I'm not going to. Am I wrong? I'm not denying. But the thing is with Mrazic is something you've seen is 
Since coming back from injury, he's not been the same erratic as he was before. No, because he's just a block. But because he can't move as well, he's not a hundred percent. If he was a goalie, like if that, if he was, if, if Mrazek was oh, a goalie, okay, what that, is he then, Alex? If, if Peter Mrazek was a video game character, oh, okay, he'd be Steve from Minecraft. Boy's a block. He just sits there. Well, because he can't move. But here's the thing: he Boy came move. from the Roblox universe. I I heard a couple people talk about his style, and it's actually pretty apparent. And it's if you watch it closely. Goaltenders that do not have as much confidence move a lot more. He gets he's challenging the shot a lot more. He's moving very unnecessarily in the in his crease. Happy feet, as we like to call his yes. goaltenders. And it's coming to cost him. He's getting out of position. We saw a couple of the goals on Sunday. He's one side of the goal, pucks on the other. And yes, could that be credit to the fact that he's he was able to stretch and do the splits, so that's not an issue. But you can see though that he's clearly not himself no he's not and that's why and listen you, i give brandon more full props he was your starter at the beginning of the playoffs he said he's 100 percent you gave him a shot he he didn't play awful in game one he gave up a couple that bergeron goal while it was a tip eh, five hole come on gave him an opportunity again in game two to redeem himself there's only one goal lost in game one got shelled in game two you know what absolutely put back a penny in the fact that brandon moore held on to it was just because maybe to leave boston a little bit of suspense I understand that 100%, but I you got to you got to give back a penny a chance because everyone everyone that says, "Well, they're at home now, he played play different at home." And yes, I, I agree. There that is different. But the fact of the matter is is that you can't give Mrazic a chance again only for him to lay an egg and then you're down 3-0 in a series. Exactly. So just give it to Curtis. That's that's it. And he's gonna have to he play. Is, and he's gonna have to play big tonight. It's and not, he's going to. This he, is, he has that potential. We've talked about it before on this podcast. If you put him in a high pressure situation, he doesn't crack. He helped the Leafs make the playoffs. You're not wrong. He stopped Crosby. You're not wrong. Holy backup. Curtis, Mac, Curtis McElhaney, He has that thing where it it really comes down to at its base. He stops he, the puck. He, he stops the puck. He's cold. He's got that cold blood thing about him. It looks where he awkward. Just, he knows how to do his job. No, he's and he, that's I it. I don't say it's a cold blood thing. I think it's he. Literally, it's funny. He looks like a guy. He doesn't feel the pressure. Is what I'm saying. Right. He that's what I'm saying. With he cold looks blood. like the goaltender that you literally drag out every week for your beer league team, even though he doesn't want to play. However, he gets free beer and doesn't want to be home with his wife every Sunday night. So he goes out and plays and doesn't do a bad job. That's what he looks like to me. I'm sorry. That's how he looks. So you in about. Oh, I'm oh I'm done doing that. I'm never doing that again. What beer league? Consistently. Oh. With I, they, I he, don't know, he's, Ty. Hey, he's five tra- years dude, down the line, dude, married not, to Kelly. <laughs> dude, I'd rather be home. I don't care. Because I know I know she'll watch some soapy show, and I'll be watching football or hockey, whatever's on a Sunday night. You watching football? I I like football. Mm-hmm. I bash NFL all the time, but I like mm-hmm. watching college football in particular. Oh come on, we okay. Watch, that's college fair. football is different. I love Co- watching college football. It's the worst thing that ends on a Saturday in the fall because just the, guys being dudes. Just guys being dudes. These are righteous. They're a bunch of righteous dudes. Not the reference I was going with, but anyways. But no, that's why I like watching college football. But anyways, so um, getting back to this, um, your second point: Kane's not looking in game good in game two. Not at all. They, they, they look like an, a horse that's been startled. That's what the, that's what I really think it comes down to because you look at this and I, I know you have something to say and you, you have it on the tip of your tongue there, but I got the, burger and potato on the tip of my tongue now. Well, yeah. Sorry, folks. I'm eating dinner. I'm, I'm hungry. 
been a long day. Yeah, you're telling me. But the, the Carolina Hurricanes, they're just, they were off their rocker. You could tell it from the captain down. Okay, and we'll, I'm, we'll get to, no, we'll get to no, we'll, I want to talk about. We'll get to it in a second. Ooh, Let's talk Mark. about the game itself. Let's talk about the play itself. The Bruins outplayed the Hurricanes. They looked, and there, they looked and there okay in the first period. There wasn't, yes, agreed. There wasn't, and I'm gonna, I wasn't going to say, I'm going to say Boston won it fairly. I will get to that in a second. Fairly. But it wasn't, <laughs> but the refs didn't blow a call. There wasn't any murders on the ice or attempted murders against the Canes. Murders of character. But what I'm saying is the Bruins beat them. It wasn't the refs letting Boston back into the game with those two penalties. Yeah, well, you it know what? Didn't help. Well, I'm telling, that's what I'm saying. The Bruins won. They won that game. I'll give it to that. Now. They should have won. Ready? They should have won 4-2. They should have won game one. They should have won game one. Game one was their opportunity to make a statement. It's dumb. But then, like we said, a couple bad calls. Yeah. A couple very bad calls. But now, Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand. Okay. Again. No, no. Okay. I had no problem with Brad Marchand. Okay. I had no oh, problem. Oh, Bush League. I had no problem with him. You have problems with him. I had no problem Don't with you him. try no, to no, ignore no. it. Shh, shh, shh. My child. Hey, guys. You no, should, my hey, child. If you guys want to go back, go back about a month ago to our first round series when we were both yelling at Marchand. Continue. After the Leafs were eliminated, okay, I had no problem with Brad Marchand. Yes, because no he wasn't because pl- no he, he was playing Columbus. You know, he was playing Columbus. No problem. Now we start doing this crap to my Canes. I'm not having it. Okay, so first, let's no, you're just gonna sit there and you're gonna freaking will- cross check him, and then you're gonna put his your stick like a dang stage hook. You're trying to stage left. Yank! No, I'm not having it. And then you're going to sit there, yap at him, saying, oh, look at the seat. Oh, yeah, you're the captain. Yeah, go to the penalty box. Oh, well, go to the bench. <laughs> shut up. For the record. No, the first, I don't like The you. first penalty Williams took was a bad You're a rat. But that one, I yes. said it. You know I said what? it once, I'll say it again. And, and this you're is, a rat. This is where I come out and say, Marshand is going to get it. Listen, now, remember. Oh, remember I want him to get ran. Remember. I no, want, stop. No. Stop. Oh, I want him. Mm, I want to get him ran. Remember. Game, first round. Special. Curtis McElhaney, baby. Woo! 3-0 in the playoffs. Goes against average. 1.56. Okay. Save percentage, 9 4 7. Uh, He's the hero. Uh, puck drop's about to come out. Puck drop's about to happen right now. By the way, uh, Chris what? Johnson took an elevator up to the press box with Christian McCaffrey of the... What the hell is puck drop? Puck drop. About to, puck drops, puck's about to drop. In the game. Oh. That's why you're screaming the goaltending stats because everyone's like, why is he screaming that? Because, well, they just put it up on the board. We have the game on in the background, not on sound, obviously. Oh, well, you said it weird. You said, like, puck drops coming out. Puck drops coming up. Sorry, I was looking at, I was reading Chris Johnson's tweet. He, like I said, he was going with Christian McCaffrey. Don't forget, Chris Johnson's about this tall, and Christian McCaffrey is about this wide and about this tall. I'm giving very good dimensions of how this compared the two are. Okay, you look confused here. Christian McCaffrey, football player. No, Carolina. I know, I know, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying the fact that nobody can see your hands. That's why I, that's why I had to explain I was given the dimensions. <clears throat> it's a very different, a very big size difference. Nonetheless, anyways. You're right. The just point is like stop. Ghost Song Rats. He's a rat. I don't like him. The, I want who? Stop, stop. Okay, the thing is, like I said, before I was really interrupted by you talking about McElhinney, the response after Shvestnikov got knocked out by Ovechkin in the first Shit, round. Here, my fig now, while they didn't run Ovechkin, they didn't make his life any easier. Okay, 
Now, this is different. And I've said this before. I know I'm not the only person saying this now. Ours is different. Because I've always said that someone should just give it to Martian. Nobody's actually given it to Martian. Yes, everyone talks about the big hit PK had. Was it 2014 playoffs or regular season where he gave him a good old-fashioned yeah. butt check and it knocked the wind out of him? That's the only time it's ever happened. Nobody's ever given Marshan the business. And the problem is, is that Justin Williams on that play where Brad Marchand, by the way, he didn't ring him a new one. He Yes, he gave him a high hook with, towards the shoulder and the neck there. I agree. Call. But what I'm trying to say is, is that a, that's a delay of game penalty. Sorry. Um, but the point is, is that Williams tried to punk out Brad Marchand, the master of the punk. Ashton Kutcher is a subsidiary compared to Brad Marchand in terms of punking. If Brad Marchand had been born in 1984, Brad Marchand would have the show called Punked. And it would be live on the NBC Sports Network. Because Boston and NBCSN go each other like hand in hand. They didn't have the NBC Sports Network about then, bud. You know what I'm saying, though. I'm fine. Whatever. Whatever would have been. OLN. Whatever. Who cares? But the point is, is that instead of trying to, instead of giving it to Justin Williams, he grabs his helmet and tries to show him a lesson, show this kid a lesson. Yes, Williams has been in the league longer than Marchand. Yes, agreed. Williams won the Stanley Cup before Marchand even got into juniors. Or he may have been playing junior, but he was young. He was way Get to the point. Why doesn't, and yes, Justin Williams is a captain, but why doesn't he just, if you're going to go for it, just feed him. Either don't touch him, don't acknowledge his existence, or drill him into the ice. You have one of two options. You have to do one thing or another. You can't try to punk him out. He's not, he's not going to get intimidated. He's only going to get intimidated until he gets clocked. And why is he not going to get clocked? Because everyone's on the ice afraid of, A, a penalty and a fine, because for some reason that's able to happen, and B, they're afraid Chara's going to go after him. Even though everyone should know that you can skate away from Chara, because even Milan Lucic can get away from Zidane Chara. And he is half the speed of smell. Patrick Maroon would win a fastest skater competition by 10 seconds against Chara. Because Chara's slow. There should be no reason that anyone should be afraid to go after Marshan, with the exception of, yes, the penalty. But stupid. Because somebody, oh no, the league's not going to do anything about it. So you want the players to police themselves? All right, someone grab out the police baton. About, about what? Hey, Marshan gave a little bit of stick work there. Doesn't get called. Just one grabs his yeah, helmet. No, he it didn't down. get called. That's and what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it Some, didn't get but called. But somebody should interference. But here's hooking. He's gonna keep high stick. He's gonna keep, something. He's gonna keep doing it. He's gonna keep doing it for all of his career until somebody does something. That's you know what? what? You know what I want tonight? I want the Carolina Hurricanes to win by two goals. And with less than 30 seconds remaining, I want no. someone on the Carolina Hurricanes this. to go from behind and clock him. I want him put into the boards. I want it. What I'm trying to say is don't you don't jump the guy. You go, you do it. If he tries to goat you and do something, call his bluff. Just hit him. You don't sucker punch a guy. That okay, no, excuse me. Who am I kidding? Oh, oh! <laughs> Sedano Chara! Oh, Brad Martian! Oh, don't sucker punch the guy. Bull crap! No, sucker punch him. I don't care. I want him gone. I want him hurt. I want him. Well, so, well, so oh. apparently he's got. Apparently he has to get hurt if you teach him a lesson. So no, I want him hurt. 
I want him to go to the dark room. Something. For once, I'm actually agreeing with you of doing something stupid. (laughs) Just hit him. Hit him really hard. This is a monumental moment for the show. Whether if it's your shoulder, just hit him. Hit him hard. If you want to hit him in the head, that's up to you. But just hit him hard. Oh, what a save by Rask. And McAvoy's laying on. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, I guess I gave it to McAvoy a little bit in the last show. Talking about how dirty of a player he was. Just hit him. Hit him hard. Just run him. I don't care how you do it. He needs to get. He needs to get it. He does. If you, if any, listen, because the league's not, because remember I taught, I did this. Where's my other fig, Newton? I did this last show where I grilled the NHL player safety. I said, everyone top to bottom should be fired. Everyone should be fired because nobody's going to teach Brad Marchand a lesson. Nobody's going to make an example out of him. Nothing. Nobody. Nothing. The fig Newton isn't making me feel better, guys. Well, that's your fault. You tried making a burrito and you couldn't roll it up. Yes, you did. Perfectly fine. One small hole. But I just... Something needs to happen to Marchand. If, if anyone, anything needs to change, something needs to happen to him. Because guess what? You can't punk him unless you can just ignore him. But he's going to just keep punk. He's that little kid in high... There's a difference in high school. Actually, the similarities me, between high school and the NHL. No, no, no. He's you know, he's the kid in elementary school. Who no, high he? school. High school. Elementary. <clears throat> take your pick. Any part of school. Really high school, not a lot happened in high school. Well, maybe for then you. again, Northview is really tame at that point. But the the point is, is that he's the kid that comes around and pokes everyone inside and kind of laughs and runs away, and whatever. But nobody does anything. Why? Because they know they're going to get in trouble. But then they do try to do a little something, try to scare him, and they end up the ones getting in trouble. Instead, nobody wants to just get out there and feed him one four and risk an expulsion. But I'll feed him. No, you should. You I'll sh- give a crap You should. Fi- Listen, Williams. <laughs> you know, I honestly wonder. What? It's a, This is going to be completely off topic, but. Well, is this even. I don't think he's even dating anyone. Brad Marchand? Yeah. Probably is. Outside the public eye. That's probably for the best, because let's be honest. Cause that Welcome po- to hockey where. Because that poor girl's probably got an Instagram that's going to get ripped to shreds if that ever goes public. All I'm saying is if he has a kid. Does he ever, does he ever sucker punch you from behind? <laughs> Does he ever donkey punching? <laughs> does he ever? Oh! <laughs> does he ever? Does he, oh man, the stick between the legs jokes are just too easy. <laughs> oh man, does any he wo- like spearing you? Oh, any woman in this world that ever wants to date Brad Marchand should definitely reconsider tenfold. Slewfoot. For all I, these that have foot I, fetishes. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. That really doesn't work. But anyways. <sighs> You okay now? Or do you have one more thing you want to complain about? You know what? Now that you mention it, I got a problem. You got a problem? I do. Hey, you want to swallow your fig newton there, bud? So you got I have your... a problem. That's what you sound like. And, and... Okay, let's keep talking about Brad Marchand. What, okay? Bre- what? You know how short he is? That little... Little... The little, little person? Little guy. Little guy, yeah. He must have a rough time. Going to like amusement parks and such, you know. Really, you're gonna try this one? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna try to. Yeah. You're gonna try to punk out Brad Marchand by no, telling he's short. No. You're telling him that all right. Short little. Mm. Oh, just, just, I hate him. That little rat. What is Tory Krug doing? Is Tory Krug trying to be tough? He's five foot nothing. He's from Michigan State. He's not tough for anything. Sorry, game's going on. Of course, Nino Niederreiter's in there. Can I get back to my my thing? Sorry, I was just trying to defend your fact that Tory Krug is also a. You know what? Okay. But it this, doesn't, you know, if he, this hey, little, this, mm, don't like him. He does not, okay, he's too short to go on roller coasters. 
So you know what he does? Okay, he's he, sure. no, you know what he does? He says, oh, no. hey, hey guys, you know, um, I think we yes. should, I think we should. Yeah, speak louder. I think, I think we should, no, you have to remember, he's small. He's a small little rat. Hey, hey, I think we should, we should make a ride for us to go, to go to Carolina. You know, just, you know, take, uh, take, take a plane, take a plane, just th- throw some, the Bruins stuff on it. And call it Bear Force One! Stupid! Stupid, 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 stupid. Stupid as Brad Marchand's face. Stupid as his hockey stick. Stupid as his hockey advertisements. Stupid as his hockey commercials. Stupid as his different promotions and business partnerships and sponsorships. So. Salary and his number. You're stupid. Bear Force One. Bear Force One. That's just a. That's just a bad name. Yeah, it's like Air Force One. Well, nobody special is on that plane that needs to be protected because there's Zayo Chara. He is their own Secret Service, apparently. Stupid. But the point is, is that why name your plane Bear Force? And you, oh my goodness. I get the pun. And I get and it. Apparently it's it's a, cute. And it's funny because that's their new plane or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Now, I know this doesn't have to do with bashing the Bruins, but as a player, especially me. Go ahead, bash Bruins. Not like Don Cherry's bashing the Canes. Continue. I would not like flying to a game in a different plane than we'd been flying all playoffs long. Superstitious me. That's the only thing I'd be thinking of. You know what? If this is it, fine. I'm okay with it. Lose. Yeah, Canes are going to win four straight now just because of the fact. Just cause. Well, okay, no, pardon Just me. cause four. Well, I don't know if they're going to lose four straight because they'll probably win in Boston, but they're not going to win in Carolina. Just I said Canes in seven. So you know what? You had your first two. I'm going to take three more, maybe let you win one, and take another just for the road. Yeah, because you're going to win, Alex. You're going to do it all by yourself. Yep, that's what, that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Carolina right now. I'm going to take a quick flight. and uh, uh, Which, North, North or South Carolina, Alex? Oh, it's in Rowley, so north. Okay, I'm just making sure you... I'm going to Carolina! Okay, Alex, uh, which one? <laughs> north. The the one where they're at. The one with the, the arena. I'm gonna get my, my dope-ass black sweater on. Just get real nice and lit. Become a real jerk. And I'm gonna smash Brad Marchand's face in. I don't care if I get to spend five games. Well, I'll never play it again. No, because you're gonna do it in game seven. You're gonna cost him the series. So. Nope, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> you're just gonna have a jet down there. <laughs> See, there's a plane that landed outside PNC Arena, and there's some deranged fan running on the ice. Oh, God! It's Alex of the Kill, but no, nobody would know that. <laughs> Who's that guy? And everyone He looks like a real idiot. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a real jerk. <laughs> yeah, I've been real good down there and I'm proud of it. Oh man. But okay. Go hog wild on him. Now that you're out of it, ask me, Alex. Reasonably, with logic, what do the canes need to do to get back in the series? Ask me, please. Because technically you're the host. You're supposed to be asking the questions here. But after well, you should you went, be asking me. No, because it's the other way. No, I, you're asking me. Because Okay. What do the Carolina Hurricanes need to do to win this game? Well, let me tell you there, Doug. Uh, no, that's what you sound like. They need to play tougher and less intimidated. They can't do that. No, not tough. No, I mean, I, I'm not talking about like... They're small. 
I'm not saying playing physical. They can no, they can hit. They can bang bodies. They can. They have the guys that can do it. Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, Justin Falk. Just um, yeah, but Justin Falk shouldn't be playing more than your small guys like Sebastian Hajo. Well, uh, they need to have the mixture. Ha-ha. Well, we talked about this in our preview. The four teams left are not all fast, high flying teams. Their guy, their players on each team, and not just one or two. A, a good number of guys that can hit, guys that can play physical, play tough in the corners. Why is Tampa not here? Hello, there you go. Why is Toronto not here? Hey, there you go. Carolina needs to play a little bit tougher. They need to play, obviously, a lot smarter. They know the refs are not going to call anything their way the rest of the series. Yeah, obviously. So they're going to have to, and they're going to have to take advantage of their opportunities. They just got another power play here. They're going to have to step up their power play. There's Hamilton, the pig. Oh, he's such a good pig. You want to know why he's Hamilton? Ham. I thought it was because of Dougie, but yeah, that works too. No, he's Hamilton the pig because he's ham. Not bacon? No. Oh, look at Justin. Hey, look at that. Oh, are you? Okay, we got to explain what just happened here. So. Wait oh. a second. Rewind. Did I just get my vengeance? Uh, go, Where is it? Remote Where's the remote? Okay. Where is it? So, Justin Williams just drew a penalty by Tory Crew. Hold on. Hold on. So, the penalty is. So, here's what happened. Justin Williams got in there, gave a little quick shot to Krug because okay. Krug was holding him up. Okay. And then Tory Krug gives him hard one right into the jaw. And Krug is the one that gets the penalty. Justin Williams, who got... Oh, they both got it? Oh, that's Are dumb. Are you kidding me? Oh, they both got it. Oh, that's crap. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> oh, that's crap. I thought it was... I thought it was... Krug's. No, that's, that's BS right there. No. Well, so much for the power play. Justin Williams does not deserve that penalty. Nope. See, that's why jo- I think Justin Williams learned that's his point. That's a BS right there. I think Justin Williams so learned his point. That- bowl. I think he learned that he has to punch him, though, so he punches him back. So at least they both go off. Crap. Anyways. I'm tired. But I, Caroline should play. And you know what? It's going to come down to McElhenney. But if Boston keeps I, it's going to, if they don't win both games in Carolina, game five is very unlikely. Game five is likely. Game five so is seven. Well, I listen. It's just like their series against Washington. If they can make it to seven without winning on the road, they have a better chance of winning on the road in game seven than they would game five. That's why I think they need to win both games in, in Raleigh. And they need to win game six. They need to win They need to win all their home games. Because, like I said, game seven, anything's possible. Well, yes, but here, here's the thing, though. Look at all of, all of, their, all of their goals. Look at all the goals. Boston's, right? No, no, Carolinas. Look at all of them. They're from the forwards. Right. But yes, you do. You're right. You You have all these goals coming from your top three players on the ice. None of them coming from the defense. In this series, at least. Okay? Yes. They do need to get better, but... The defense needs to score. But that's what... Sorry, go ahead. The the forwards need to go in there, like you said. They need to get into the corners. They need to get those pucks out of the defenseman and slap shot it in there. Or at least get close to the slot and try to rest it in there. That's why I just think, because listen, let's look at the two teams that Carolina has played in these playoffs. Washington. While Washington can be a tough barn to play in at times, the first round, especially in a series like that, Washington crowd was not as strong as it has been before. It's been stronger. Would you agree? Say that one more time. The crowd that the Caps had in round one against Hurricanes, it was not the strongest crowd at Capital One Arena. Would you agree? 
That's been in years past. Uh, yeah. It is loud because fans are there, but it's not the same. It's not as really as intimidating. They go up against the Islanders, which had it been in the Coliseum, it would have been different. It would yes. have been different. However, they played at Barclays. Now, which, yes, I w- I took back on my statement. It was loud. Fans showed up, but it's not the same. You go into TD Garden, whether it was the old Boston Garden, where it's this Bart Garden, it's loud. It is intimidating. The the audience, the audible, the way the sound echoes in that building is so loud for Carolina. Also, fun fact, for those of you that are architect nerds like me, the way that TD Garden is designed, it's meant to be a sound bubble. That's the point. That's why. The the, the ratio from lower to upper level is insane. That's why it's per, that's why it's hard to play in. It's, it's also a different. It's for been the, it's a different environment for them to play. In. Yes, I agree with that too. It's been a different environment. So getting back at home, playing in front of your home crowd, which has been one of the better crowds in these playoffs, you get a little home cooking, <clears throat> win these two games, and get back in the series. That's the most important thing. If you split with Boston, I mean, I I'm not fully set on the it has sent as. As it struck midnight for the Hurricanes, has Cinderella left the ball? I'm not sure yet. How, we'll see how this game goes. Right now, Carolina has been looking good. They've been applying the pressure, using home ice to their advantage. But yes, and Gord Sug made a great point today in Hockey Central at noon. He said a lot of teams, if you're playing, look dying for a playoff spot for that long of time. They've been playing hard hockey for the last ten weeks. A lot of playoff hockey because you're just trying to get in. A lot of teams they only run out of steam. They run out of gas. That's what happens. So whether or not it happens, it's happened in the Hurricanes, I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet. It is Yes, it looked like that in games one and two, but it's not over yet. It, well, all well, start, it starts with this important game three. If they go on 3-0, <clears throat> even if they win game four, just... Well, here's the thing. They, they, they are sure as heck well-rested because they had a day off, day of travel, and they didn't have a morning skate today. They, you're right, they didn't skate. That's they right. did not have a skate today. So they, they Brandon Moore was very distant. They had all that time so, to just relax, focus up, get their crap in a pile. Because they ate, according to Justin Williams, some poop sandwiches. Yeah, well, he, Justin Williams, shut up. Just, hey, Justin Williams is dad. He can't say the other thing. Poop sandwich is what he says. But anyways, it's not over yet, but like I said, it all depends on how these next two games go. It really does. And the Hurricanes have to stay out of the penalty box. Okay, we gone over this. The refs are not on their side in Boston. You know this. We don't have to go over this anymore. <gasps> what do we have next? Ah, yes, the only other series left. The other, the other series, Alex. The other conference final. The one that makes me not so stressed. The one that doesn't make me so angry. See, this is why I still say as much as yes, I want the Leafs to win it all. Watching, being able to watch the playoffs, admire the playoffs—you get to see a lot more. You're not so you're not so tunnel vision when you're watching these games. You're able to watch. You're able to enjoy. You're able to enjoy the hockey, and complain about Brad Marchand. But that's just oh look, Rod Brandenburg's got a little gray at the front there. He's got that little little flip in the front of his hair and a little gray. Think he put that just for men everywhere but there, or do you think that's just natural gray? Probably just natural gray. But I'm saying like that's natural gray, but you think everything else behind it's natural? Probably, I don't know. Maybe his hair's well. I, I don't I don't care. <laughs> he's hey, he's your coach of your crusade of the canes, your cane crusader. I don't give a crap about his hair. Hey. Scotty Bowman was basically bald. 
Yes, because he could be. Because he's been ball. He was balling since he was twenty. <laughs> Blues and Sharks, please, for my heart, go move on. I'm gonna have a heart attack. Okay. <sighs> so, San Jose in Game One. Dog pile. Sorry. Oh boy. Oh boy. We got a scuffle. You stupid son of a bitch. You're gonna have to bleep that out. I don't know. I just saw a dog pile in front of McElhenney. And McElhenney's like, uh, okay, guys, what are we doing here? But, um, but, um, but, um, but, um, but, um, Sharks played well in game one. I think St. Louis wasn't quite ready for the Shark Tank, which is odd because I don't think the Shark Tank's a tough building to play in. I just think the way San Jose had that really tough series, but so, but then again, so did San Jose. Both teams came off of game seven. San Jose played well and they did the job. And Bennington played probably his second worst game of the playoffs. The second to the, I think it was game three against Winnipeg, where he allowed six goals. But Bennington comes back in game two, plays a little better. He's not the show stealer he had to be in, in the first two series, but he's able to get the job done. But it's a really it's a tale of two stories in the game. Jordan Bennington had to make some stops early in that game. Martin Jones had to make some stops early in that game. St. Louis gets out in front 2 nothing. All right. Things are looking good for the Blues. On home ice, gets to the home ice advantage. Then they get a power play in the second period. And Logan Couture says, I got this, guys. And scores one shorthanded goal. And another raise penalty expires. Things out a little first. And that, those are two goals that I don't want Bennington to have. Bennington's got to have those. The first one, yeah, you can give it to him a little bit. Maybe because it was a nice move by Couture. Second one, though, five hole. Come on, Bennington. That's one you need. But the best part about Bennington is he's just so calm and cool and collected. Listen, he's a 25-year-old man who could win the Calder Cup. Calder Trophy, excuse me. Chicago has a better chance of winning. His former team, Chicago Wolves, in the conference finals of the Calder Cup playoffs. Just letting you know. I think San Diego and Bakersfield are still playing. But nonetheless. Yeah, uh, San Diego's um, in... They just clinched the next round. And everyone's talking about <clears throat> Dallas Akins possibly being the next guy. because he's Yeah. Once again, Dallas Akins, hey, believe it or not, guys, coaching a good AHL team. Have we seen this before? Yes, we have. Is he going to go to Edmonton? <laughs> I hope not, for his sake. But I like the way the Blues responded. And then out of all people to be the hero, Robert Bertuzzo. Good old Bertuzzo. With a nice he little move back. his name wrong. It's Bertuzzo. That's how he's supposed to. I know. You want uh, to be Bertuzzi. I know. Bertuzzi. Bor- see, Bertuzzo. Bertuzzo versus Bertuzzi. Hey, man. Detroit and St. Louis may have a rivalry again just between those two. Why? Because they're the battle of the double Z. Double Z. No. Yes. That's Heyman. No. Ha <laughs> ha. Rock of Ages jokes. We've got them. Woo. But. They came no, back no, in, Rock, but Bertuzzo Rock. with a great move. But then, of course, you have to watch the playback. And yes, that's been the play everyone's been talking about is why did Bertuzzo get so far open? Because the guy he beat to get open in like that, Jumbo Joe Thornton. Now, let let me defend him first, and then I'll... Then I'll explain what why. <laughs> I'll explain why you're wrong. But okay, good. No, no, I'll defend him. I... He's old? The guy's He's 30... had two knee surgeries? The guy's 39. He, yes. He's on his last leg. Literally. Hey, uh, no, those, neither of his legs are really his 100%. Don't, for, but, don't forget, Dave Andrichuk, when he won the cup in 20, 2004 at Tampa Bay, was not the Dave Andrichuk in the early 90s no, he with wasn't. the Leafs. That's what I'm saying. So, Joe Thornton is the forward version of Zidane Chara. 
in this league. Everyone can agree with that. Except Zidane tries to win a Stanley Cup. Currently. Right. Listen, that's... Joel Thornton, he, he's still competent. He's still capable of doing things. It's just those situations where you can't... When it comes to work and... Yes, I hate to say work it. Work versus speed. speed. Work versus speed. That's really what it is. He needs Joel work, Thornton has a lot more work. He needs he needs to work smarter, not harder. Unfortunately, when it time when it comes time where you need to work harder, he just doesn't have it. And that's and that listen, I'm not knocking the guy. I've loved Joe Thornton, St. Thomas born boy. Whether it says London or not, doesn't matter. He's born in St. Thomas. There's physical evidence of this. He I listen, I know I picked St. Louis. Because I picked St. Louis because I know who's going to win this series. Who I think should win this series. Who could win this series. Did I what pick I, St. Louis? You picked them in seven. No, you picked... Did you pick San Jose in seven? Oh, geez. I forgot. Listen, we know it was... We know it was only four days ago, guys, but we st- we had a lot happen since then. Yeah. It's been, it's I been a while. I had engagement pictures yesterday, and they were doing construction of the Van Andel. This is what Van happens Andel. when you have three... Jo- they're doing construction of the Van Andel. Well, they're doing like they were doing window cleaning yesterday, and they oh. got in the way of the shots. So we had to adjust her because I wanted to do photos of Van Andel in the backdrop. Oh, because well, you can get those done. Well, we already did the photos, and I'm not going to make them do it again. Mm, Anyways, Joe Thornton is a guy that I want to win the Stanley Cup. I just yeah. don't want the rest of San Jose to win the Stanley Cup. Mm. Why do you think I wanted Joe Thornton to sign with the Leafs, dude? If uh, Joe Thornton signed with the Leafs, they would have they made would, it to the playoffs. They would have made it to the playoffs. Oh he God. just would not have been a factor. Pat, yeah, like, he'd listen, be riding the Patty, fourth Patty line. Patty Marlowe in that first year was a He'd factor. be sitting there in the slot while he Zach would've... Hyman goes back and forth and back and forth and back. Hyman over here. Oh, over here. Hyman over here. Hyman over here. That's literally what I just said. But, but no. <clears throat> Joe, what, what, why don't you want he, San he, Jose he, to win? Uh, why don't you want San Jose to win? Couture... I What's just, your vendetta against them? Uh, I don't know. You just don't like them. Yes, I just don't like West Coast teams. I don't know what. I don't Eastern know what bias. Yeah, you could call it that. But I just listen. I I would like St. Louis win because why? Great story of Jordan Bennington. Get the Kenny Dryden kind of story, and then you have Patrick Maroon with his hometown team. Tyler Bozak finally getting a cup. Now he's got two babies. But does he deserve it? Do, hey, do, does, he did a lot. Does St. Louis deserve it? Given they've already made it to the Western Conference Finals, farther than they've gone in quite a bit, but do they deserve to go this far? Listen, San Jose's made a lot of investments. Listen, one of They've the team- done Carlson, Evander Kane. They've re-signed contracts. You're right. They need to win. You're right. They need it. They deserve it. They have taken the risk. So, game three is going to be big because it's back in St. Louis. And the Blues are, they took home ice advantage, best of five now. And maybe, Alex, maybe, St. Louis may have a little luck on their side. Okay, now, now you're just making me happy. Okay, so. This, this is the part of the show where I'm like, we don't ho- care. Ho- hockey makes me happy. It does. I love this game. Even though this kind of a story of hockey is almost second in this. But, um,. I don't know if you guys seen the video today. I uh, we retweeted it on our Twitter page. Saint uh, the NHL uh, social media. Well, St. Louis posted it too. It. I, I well, St. Louis did. Uh, NHL did. 
a lot, a lot of places did Instagram, you name it. It's it's it went all over the interwebs. It's everywhere, all over hockey. I, I feel like, like I, I feel like we're the last people to know about this, but um, for those that don't know, Layla Anderson is a, a young child, uh, twelve years old. Uh, yes, I want to say twelve. Was diagnosed with HLH, HLH, uh, which is a rare type of uh, bo- blood cancer, which is hemophagocytic lymphohistiocytosis. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. It, w- it was yes, very long description for it, but it's a very rare kind of disease, and I think there's only a dozen or less than twenty uh, kids that have actually ever been diagnosed with it. Very rare disease. And, of course, she's a diehard Blues fan. Um, Alex Steen's her favorite player, which is awesome because Alex Steen, former Leaf great. Anyways. Sure, bud. But, so she, they did something in November. They tried to, uh, because she needed a bone marrow transplant to help defeat her treatment. Yeah. So she, um, they had a big big event during one of the games saying you can sign up and see if you're a match or whatever, which she did. Layla did find a match in December. And just last week, actually, in fact, I think it was May the 9th, I saw she, her uh, treatment went well and it was completed. Treatment was completed. Now, whether or not it's free, I don't know. I didn't look into all that stuff. But the point is, she's all been good, but she's been house-ridden. For four months. You can only go to the hospital. For the, or the, for the past four months. Yes. Past four months. House in the hospital is the only place you can go because, well, treatment. You got to rest up, whatever. It's it's not just something you can just take a week off and call it good. No, you're, it, you're, you need it to takes, rest. It takes its toll on your body. and it. Think it's of it cancer. This, it think, is cancer. Think about it this way. Every single day, and, and I've, I've been told this by people that I've known and people that I've been able to talk to through different communities, that every single every single day – feels like you're running a half marathon. And then every time that you go in for treatment, it feels like you're participating in every track event in the Olympics. It takes that much toll on your body. It's you know, heart-wrenching what these people have to go through, you know, just to you know, stay healthy or even just stay alive. Right. And for you know we will never hopefully we never have to, but i, I have I, the I, utmost respect and admiration for these kids well kids people you know the people that treat them everybody like anyone and that's especially why especially the families the families that, that have to stay strong that's why i'm so enthralled by by danny uncle glyph's grandson yeah and and he's a he does cancer research he's trying he to find a way you know whether or not he's making a pretty penny of it doesn't matter, because because he's doing he's doing he's, good in the world. He's doing something to try to help. Yeah, he he'd probably do it is, for free if he could, but he's got a family that he has to pay for. But but nevertheless, how it, many kids does he have now? Three? I don't know. It's a lot. It's it's a bit. <laughs> they love each other very much. Needless to say, you know, cancer's cancer's no joke, and I think that's maybe something that will probably you know have something, I mean, me personally with some sort of organization in hockey is a cancerous kind of night. Well, not cancerous, but... A cancer cancer awareness night. That's the word you're looking for. Cancer's no joke. It is no. And and I just, I sat there for a good 15 minutes just sitting there destroying Brad Marchand and getting all frustrated. But I would never, even, even to my worst enemy, I would never want them to have cancer because it is... 
It like, destroys you. It destroys everything around you. Well, it it, hurt, it hurts I on think all I, sorts of levels. I, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, when Saku Koivu came back in 2002, the first game <clears> back in Boston, he got a standing O when he came on the ice. Well, he should. Because, rivalries or not, it's a, it was an incredible story. But the big news, sorry. The good why, news, why the happy, we, the happy why, side. Why we brought up Layla Anderson and why she went all through this is because she will be there for game three. Her her mom took a selfie video with her and she's like, what, what's it going to do or whatever? And she's like, well, you know, we're she gonna- said she said, quote, uh, you know, we talked. We, we know you've been here, you know, at home. For but I'll four take months. Quote. This is what she's kind of okay. par- paraphrasing, paraphrasing that she, you know, we know you've been here for four months and, you know, we talked to your doctor and he decided to let up a little bit and guess where we're going to go first. Layla's like, I don't know where. Mom says, guess. She says, are, are we going to a blues game? She says, yep. Instant. Bursts instant. Into, bursts into tears. Heart-wrenching. Tearing at your insides, your emotions. It's... Awesome. And it's her first playoff game. If you're not cheering for St. Louis tomorrow night, which is Wednesday, you all suck. You know what? <laughs> because I, I may not be, I'm not necessarily cheering for the Sharks and I'm not necessarily cheering for the Blues. Because you know what? Cheering for Layla. By golly, Alex Steen scoring in overtime. Cheer, I'm cheering for Layla. Alex Steen is scoring in overtime. Why? Because stories. Because stories, man. Patty Maroon gets a goal with his son there and Game 7 and double overtime. Alex Dean is scoring for Layla. I'm calling it now. I never have a good prediction in my life. I'm, I, don't, I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling 100% confident, but hey, you know what? Hockey happens, man. The weirdest things happen. Shout out to Layla for being stronger than you and I will ever be. We're going through all of that and actually getting to go see the Blues in the playoffs. At home. We hope you have a good time. She probably doesn't listen to us. She probably never will. I don't care. She won't. Why would she want to listen to you anyways? No one wants to listen to you. Everyone wants to listen to me. I'm entertaining. By the way, this burger potato soup is pretty good. Oh, for Pete's sake. I'm hungry. Hey, you've been nipping on Fig Newtons. Because I'm stressed. Yes, because Fig Newtons help. You never know. But for the rest of the series, though, I think it's back and forth. It, it's The way it's looking right now, it's going to be tighter. It's a 50-50 chance. Either you win or you lose. Either you go on to the Stanley Cup final, establish yourself in history, or you don't. I am more confident in, in my pick in Boston winning against Carolina than I am Blues over the Sharks. I don't know how you feel about it, but... Uh, how your pick is going right now, but I I don't know who's really going to win that series. I just picked Blues in six because, for some reason, someone's going to win another game on the road and it's going to ch- change the series, so we'll see how it goes. But, however, Alex, it's not the only hockey going on right now. It's the most important hockey. Well, yes, granted. But there's also two other things of hockey. One, Memorial Cup starts on Friday, which, by the way, I'll probably mention this later in the show, too, before we sign off. I will be doing the Memorial Cup preview on Thursday. I'm finishing up my Memorial Cup preview for Puck 77 uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yes, I'll finish tomorrow because I'm not going to be able to do it tonight. So I got that going on. So we have, it'll be up in Halifax. Roy and Miranda Huskies, the QMJHL t- champs, will be there. The Halifax Mooseheads, who lost to Roy and Miranda. Of course, they're the host team. 
Prince Albert Raiders, who won in Game 7 in overtime last night over Vancouver. They represent the WHL and the Guelph Storm somehow against all odds after playing the three best teams in the OHL in the second round, conference finals, and finals are somehow in the Memorial Cup. But I'll talk about that on Thursday. However, Alex, that's not it either. There's also more. It's the, it's the World Championships. Yay! World Championships, yes. And, well, World Championships have been interesting because this is kind of similar, Alex, to 2016. Why? Because... Ex- explain it to me like I'm someone that doesn't pay attention to the World Championships. Oh, wait, I don't! I know, ah. I kind of do, mainly because it's, it's fun. Because in 2016, Alex, Patrick Laine okay. and Austin Matthews were going to the draft year. Okay. And there were two teams that were going to... They were definitely going to be the number one, number two pick. Okay. And ever since, and the Leafs, of course, had the first overall pick before that. Okay. They won the draft lottery. And everyone was picking Austin Matthews. Why? Because he's an all-around player, looks uh-huh. really good. However, Patrick Laine, uh-huh. in that 2016 tournament, uh-huh. really stepped up for the Finns. Uh-huh. A Finn and American going to go one and two again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, once again, Jack Hughes... Has no points so far for the Americans, which is, everyone's panicking about that. How is he not? He just turned 18, by the way, so that means he can get rid of the full caging wear a visor now in the rest of the games. And Capocacco has five five goals, including a pretty nice one against the Canadians. Hey, everyone's picking, oh, how did Finland, yes, I know the name, whatever, stop. Capocacco. How do you, the fact that you don't know the name is. I know the name, it's just funny to say, Capocacco. Hey, why do you think, hey, I'm just saying. He's going to go to the Rangers and it'll be great because then you have, you have Sam Rosen going, and here's Capocacco down the wing. No, even better than that, you have the Rangers fans. Hey, you know we got Capocacco over here. Capocacco. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I would say, like, I would love to say, I'm like, oh, you know, Jersey fans will say if they have his name, but there's no fans. Ah, school, you Capocacco. Uh, no, I was about to say there's no fans in New Jersey, so who knows. Um, but... I, the, the problem is now is that everyone's like, oh, Jack Hughes isn't playing that. Well. Listen, Jack Hughes is going to go number one. I did love, though, when the U.S. played Finland. Jack Hughes is also playing on international ice right now. Well, that's different, too. But also the fact that in Capocacco's done that all his career, yes. God. But the thing is, is that I love when New Jersey, they tweeted out when U.S. was playing Finland. They had the side-by-side on the TSN feed. Okay. They said They tweeted out. You know, feel one of those dumb little things on Twitter. Oh yeah, Fe- no, no. feeling cute today. Might draft one of these guys. I don't know yet. <laughs> and I'm just like, that was amazing. Oh, that social media person's doing it right. Yes, because you got to do something in the off season. So why not talk about who you're going to draft first overall? Um, if you're New Jersey, don't draft Capacaco. And I'm I'm not saying because I don't think he's a good player. But listen, I said the same thing about Line. Let me say Leafs draft Line. I'm going to be I'm going to lose it. Capacaco is a great talent. Put him on American Ice first, and then we'll see. We'll see that. Yes, Capocacco. Listen, he he was on the Finnish team that won the World Junior Championship. Absolutely, he's a great player, but he's uh, slow. He, Alex, though the international game looks slow. No, no, no. I'm just talking about in general. But he, Jack Hughes ain't the fast either. But he's smart. He's a smart skater. I'm not, I'm, okay. I don't say you can't say Capocacco's like, slow. I'm saying he's slow in the way. That he's ex- he excels in the European game. But That's, when you close it in... It's different, you're right. You, you make the ice smaller, he doesn't seem as fast. 
because Justin Williams is back in the penalty box, by the way. Son of a bitch! You're going to have to do a lot of editing, Tyler. But, yeah, I know. But the problem is, is that I, he'll be a great player. The Rangers will love him. Unless someone feels like trading up for him. But I just think right now, Jack Hughes is playing a different kind of... Ooh, that's an elbow. That That's an elbow. That, I don't no. care. But anyways, I like... I, I think Jack Hughes is still a more complete player right now. I'd rather have him. I'd rather draft him right now. So, so what are the standings, Ty? Well, yeah, I gave them to you. Well, I didn't know I was going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. Ah, you can give us standings, and I'll tell you. All righty then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We got the IIHF Ice Hockey World Championships in Slovakia. In the Slovak. Here are your standings. Well, sort of. Just kind of quickly run them down. Or well, and... Well, you want it quickly? All right. In group no, 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 Stop it. I'm saying, well, just talk about the, the top couple teams in each okay. group. Okay, group A, you got Germany, Finland, and Canada. Group B, you got Switzerland, Russia, and Sweden. And that's it. Yeah, I just... Yeah, Germany's top in the group, but don't... Not everyone panic. It's not... They were second in the Olympics. Okay. They're top of group A. Who have they played? They have played Britain, Denmark... And France! Those are the three teams they've played. And you're saying... They stopped playing Slovakia, Canada, and the United States, and Finland. So they may not be there for long. It's it's early in the tournament. Every Who did Canada play, though? It's funny. Uh, Canada has played... They lost to the Finns, beat Great Britain, and beat the Slovaks yesterday. Mark Stone, goal with 1.8 seconds left, which made everyone lose their gosh darn minds in Slovakia. They threw stuff on the ice. Then again, it's European fans, which are better fans than North American fans. It, it's a football. It's a it's a soccer crowd it's, jammed no. into a ten thousand seat arena. No, you can't compare the two. You really can't. You're right. They're two different monsters. But I'd love to exactly. Go to, I'd love to go to a game in not in Russia. Not no no not in Russia. Probably probably. The, I'd go to a Swiss game. Swiss, um, you mean Swiss a league. Swedish game? No, a national A game. National A. What? I'd go to any of them. Oh, dude. Say There's a trip we got to do. If I never make it and I become a bum that works for the rest of my life, we're going to make a trip. We're going to go to a game in Sweden. We're going to Switzerland, Sweden, Finland. Ty, you're going to be a bum with a family. Germany. You're not going to be able to afford that. Like I said, we're going to be bums. We're going to do it together because. I'm not going to be a bum. You're going to be a bum. You're coming with me, darn it. No, I'm going to run a hockey team. That's what I'm going to do. Exactly. You're going to be able to take time off because you'll be management who never needs to go to the games. There you go. No, I'm going to be management. I'm like, I need to go. Uh, Need to go I need We're to go, go scout. I'm gonna go scout, and I'm gonna bring. Are we my... gonna be a high draft pick this year? Because I gotta know if I'm picking from the first line or the third line. Here's the thing: you're gonna be my carry on. We got the Pelicans. We're gonna be cheering. Oh my. We gotta go to a Pelicans game. Remember those commercials? Those were the best. What the what? The the one where they like he's giving the massage with the sledgehammer, and the guy's got to hit something, so he hits the zamboni, and yeah. the the goaltender with the machine gun puck machine. Look it up, folks. Look up Pelican's Crazy Hawk commercials. It'll come up on YouTube. It's wonderful. There's like eight of them. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, we did not talk about... Okay, we mentioned it, but we didn't talk about the stuff happened last week. Mm, you have to be more specific. Kenny Holland. Ah, yes. Kenny Holland, new general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. <clears throat> Good move or bad? I say, let's see. I say 
good move because it's not Shirelli, but well, it's, you go ahead. You go ahead first, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. It's a new perspective in a different organization. I think Ken Holland has a lot of good ideas. I think he he's a little bit dated. Um, there's people that can argue that two out of his uh, what, four cups. Yes. Is it four cups? Yep. Two well, out of, two he out took of four. over. He took over after technically after the '97 Cup. Okay, so but he was the, he was with the team because he was under Devilano. Okay, so as general manager, one of his three cups, he was basically handed. He was well, okay. Handed, he had to make the moves, but yes, okay, it was, you ha- didn't you he, didn't have a salary cap. Yes, he handed the he two. Was, he, was, he was given the '98 team by Devilano. No question. Either. Oh, I thought about the 2002 team, and I was like, well, there wasn't a salary. The 2002 team yes, he made was, but, well, some would argue, was Mike and Marion Illich saying, here's our checkbook, go win us a cup again. We, yeah. And, and then... 2000, 2008 was a little more genuine because there was a lot of draft picks, a lot of... Right, it was a lot of draft picks. It was a lot of development, and it's it's funny because Thomas and I actually got into it during before one of our games here. It was like two thousand, like out of all the teams, Kenny Holland won with two thousand two was the biggest joke, and two thousand eight was probably it was the most legitimate. Right, in terms of what Kenny Holland did, correct, because he had to draft Dotsuk, he had to draft Zetterberg, and out of all the players, well, well, their their pickup was what Brad Stewart. Well, here's the thing, though, you also have to remember that Dotsuk and Zetterberg they. Were they on the 2002 team? Datsuk was. Zetterberg was not. Zetterberg came the year after. That's right. That's right. He was a... He was a all young little there at the young training lad. camp. Yeah, we needless to, to say. We went up there at TC. I always say that. Needless to say, and then I go, go on and say it. God. <laughs> Anywho. Hey, it's better than my so obviously. That's my thing. You say needless to say, I say 2008 so was the most legitimate Stanley Cup that Ken Holland's ever had. That being said... Things changed. Salary cap. Salary cap's a huge thing nowadays. Um, it really comes down to whether or not he can, because he says that he's got the energy, he's got the strive, he's got that competent, he's got the competitive edge still to do well, the, he, he to do his job. But does he listen? Does he, he have the same the gumption? Does he have the same thing that really pushes GMs to do greatness? Well, here's the thing. He wanted, there was obviously rumors that his time in Detroit was going to end soon. This was a couple of years ago when Seattle was announced that he was going to be Seattle's GM. Yeah. And obviously. Well, actually, even three years ago. Uh, no, it was only a couple years ago because that was when it was official. But I know no, you're no, saying. I, I, talking, I was talking about with people saying, oh, Steve Eisman should come back. Oh, no. I'm, uh, that's and then what, that's, that's, that's regardless. You. But the thing is that it's a tough pill to swallow for him because he wants to still be a general manager. He still thinks he can be a good one, which call it old age or whatever you want, but nonetheless, he's old. He did. He wanted to be the guy, but so he thought, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll write up my contract. I'll be a senior VP for a year or whatever. And then Seattle's going to come along. But then of course the Edmonton opportunity opened up. So he wanted to take it because why he got a, you have young talent on that team. Is it a worse spot than Detroit? Maybe. Yes, it is. You have a, yes, you may have two, you have a generational talent and a good winger to go with them. That's overpaid. And that's it. Yeah, you may. I mean, you have you don't have you have, the, you don't you have, have Jesse Pugliarvi, and we'll see how he comes back from his hip 
surgeries that he had on both of his hips, by the way. You don't have... You don't have defense. You don't have a goaltender. You don't have the developmental program. No, Bakersfield's good. But however, yes, AHL to NHL can be skewed at times. I understand that. But the point is, is that it's hard to look at this as a great decision and a great move by the Oilers because they got a veteran presence. Guess what? They did that with Peter Shirelli. Hockey Canada guy. I remember Bob Nicholson, one of the heads of of Hockey Canada. Brought in Peter Shirelli, Hockey Canada guy, worked for Team Canada, won a Stanley Cup before the salary cap era, this salary cap era, that is, and was a dud. Now he's bringing in Ken Holland, Hockey Canada guy, worked on the 2010 team with Steve Eiserman, won a cup before the current cap, won a cup over a decade ago. We'll see how it goes, but all signs are pointing towards failure again. Listen, I understand at the time when all the big contracts the Wings signed that Ken Holland signed off on were not good because at that time there were a lot of those back-diving contracts, Cronwall, Erickson, Ablocators was a dumb one, Darren Helm had one good season, that was another dumb one. But the point is... Rafalski's contract before he uh, ended it? No, well that was a fine because they knew that it wasn't going to last forever. Yeah. Remember they signed Ian White. Remember how great of a contract that was. Thankfully, that was only one. Yeah. But Ken Holland's track record in the salary cap era has not been great. You signed Jimmy Howard for too much for too long. So you had to let Mrazek walk because it was either dumb or dumber. It's going to be tough to... How can you give 100% confidence in Ken Holland? Why? Because you have a veteran presence and... and at the old boys club there in Edmonton. Unless Kenny Holland's actually get in there and actually full scale change some stuff around. The Oilers aren't getting any better guys. Uh, He's got to get in there. Does and say, Ken. Okay. This is what I, this is what I'm thinking. Well, Ken, he's got to bring in a good coach first. The no, coach will he's got to have a good draft first. Well, yes, but the coach will be announced after, but he's got to bring in a good coach to get this team that he's got right now. Because let's be honest, the first-round pick that they're going to have is not going to be in the NHL next year. They need to get a good coach in here that can get the guys to play and get and get a good team around. And, yes, you're going to have to find some way, and you may have to do it for a dumb seventh-round pick, but you have to get Relucci's contract and fast. I'm talking sell it for minimal. If, you can, if you're going to have to retain salary, have it minimal. Because you have to get rid of Lucci's contract. It's going to be long. It's going to be tough. But they can do it. He could do it, but it's not looking positive, at least from past experience. No. And it, I think I look at Ken Allen, and I think he has the potential to do it. But can he do it? Because, yeah, you have to think, though. And, and we talk about this in his past. And he... There's a reason why 2002 wasn't a back-to-back, you know, cup run again. Because Hashik retired, and Curtis Joseph was not as good as he thought he was. He wasn't. Actually, excuse me, he was, but it just... There's a reason why he decided to pick up players like Robert Lang, who, at the time, were okay players... Was it SB Nation or who did the video recently? I saw a video recently how um, 
I haven't watched it, but I keep seeing on my mentions on YouTube or my recommended videos. It was how the wings consistent strive. It was like the title of something along the lines of strive to just make the playoffs to keep the streak alive, end up ruining the franchise. Yeah, no, they decided not to tank. They didn't want to tank because they kept wanting to keep the streak alive. Now, that being said, with that kind of striving every single year, they kind of they kind of have done what the St. Louis Blues have done. They traded a, where they traded a second round pick for David Legwand. Remember that? Well, think though. Well, who was that second pick? Uh, I forgot. Oh my gosh. So I'm just scrolling through Twitter here quickly because I was looking for a quote from Brent Chan from earlier. Kyle Bushkakis did an interview with Hamilton the Pig and gave him a towel. Gave him the Hockey Night in Canada towel. Out of boy. Oh, well, I'll look that one up later. Anyways, going back to that, look look at the the talent pool that they developed for themselves to win the OA Cup. Valtteri Filppula. Spent mo- no, no, no. Spent multiple years down in Grand Rapids. Brings him up. Plays great a, for the Wings. But it's a different era, though. It's not a different era. Because they were, they were doing the same thing that the St. Louis Blues are doing right now. Where they strived every single year to win the Cup. They decided not to go and tank. They're not, they weren't willing to give up the farm and suck. That way they could get the best guy in the world. They decided, the, to, they decided to invest in their future while also being competitive in the present. So they were able to get players like Cronwall, who was great at the time. They had Valtteri Filppula, who was great at the time. You're, Darren you're comparing, Helm was, you're comparing Darren that Helm, wings to the Blues right now? Yes. Because the Blues actually have a shot. The wings, I'm talking about the cup team. I'm gonna say the wings after 2010. No, let's look at it this way. No, 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 no. Look at every think, team. No, no, think about what I'm saying here, though. Look at look at the roster for the 2008 team. That roster was developed over years and years of struggling and making the playoffs. Well, here's the thing. So they now, got picks. They they were they contenders devel- every year, though. They played. They well. were contenders every year. Oh three, yes, they got beat by the Ducks, but that team could have won another cup. Yeah, but they oh four. So they got had beat. they not played the Flames, they would have made the won the cup. So what you're telling me is that they got beat. Somehow they got beat, beat by that Oilers team, that oh six Oilers team that everyone still rides on, and then oh seven they lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champs. So what you're telling me is that they got beat outright. Yes, they got the beat, Toronto but, Maple Leafs, but, but they were not a team. But the difference is, is that. This Wings team of the last couple of years of that playoff run, the last couple of years of Babcock, were just teams to just make it. They were not contenders. Well, yeah, post-2008. I'm talking about po- the no, two... post-2010. Post oh, say. but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the 2018. Right, but they weren't I'm comparing. I'm that. comparing that team to the Blues. Okay, fine. How about this? I'll compare them to the San Jose Sharks. Contender every single year. It's a possibility. They could have won. Oh, yeah. 2016, yes. 17, no. 18, no. Could have won, but didn't. They were beat. They were beaten, and they went home. Same thing for the Detroit Red Wings. They decided over the years to keep going at it. They weren't going to tank. They pushed the limits of the cap. They did everything that they could for developmental. cap. There was a cap. Yes. You know that. Don't be stupid. Very, but it was, a, it was a very loose cap. Well, yes, because that 
over time, they had to decide whether or not they wanted to lose cap or not. So they just did what they could. They pushed the boundaries of the cap. They developed well. They traded well. They did everything that they thought they needed to do. Ken Holland did well with that. So, But he hasn't done it in a long time. That was over a decade ago. I you're was in right. middle school since last year we were good. You are correct. Since they were so legitimate the cup only, contender. The only plus side is Ken, can Ken Holland pull out his time capsule and his DeLorean? Maybe. I'm no. I'm saying, can Ken Holland trade Connor McDavid? Can he get rid of Lucic's contract? Can he do what he didn't do in 08? Can he do what he didn't do after 08? Can he take this team, start them back from square one, and train someone to be his successor? Because he's not going to be there for a long time. But he's going to be there to be the Devilano. The only Connor McDavid. He's going to be the guy. Can he be the guy to set another GM up for success? That's the plus side I see out of Ken Holland. What do you got to say? No. I don't think so. Why? Because there's going to be too much pressure to not trade Connor McDavid. At the same time, it's going to be very difficult to trade Milan Lucic. Unless you trade him to a team that's in cap hell, like cap, like they have too much cap room, like Arizona or what's going to be of Ottawa, they're going to be in trouble. It may work five years down the line from now, but it ain't going to be instant success. And we see how Edmonton fans are right now. They want success now. They're not going to get it. Nice try. I see what you said, but it just sounded like a lot of just, here's what he did, can he do it again? The answer is no. I'm not saying can he do it again, I'm saying can he do the opposite? Can he create a team from nothing? No. Well, we don't know. He does, well, unless he hires... We don't know because... Unless he hires a legitimate support staff around him, because the guys, he had like Jim Nill around him. He had great... When he had Steve Eiserman around with him, it helped out a lot. The answer, though, by himself, as a one-man show, no. Well, we don't know. But with what he has in Edmonton, because apparently it's going to be Keith Gretzky with him still in the office, the answer is no. The answer is no. One last thing we need to talk about, because we didn't talk about it again last week. Well, okay, do we want to talk about the news happened today? Uh, we'll, we'll talk, okay, we'll mention it because it's not really too huge. So, Brendan Shanahan, just today, uh, signed a six-year contract extension with the Toronto Maple Leafs. W fourth line left winger. Oh my god, I'd he, love he to He could him. still shoot, I'm sure. Former Hartford Whaler great, former Hartford Whaler captain, Brendan Shanahan. Yes, he got traded by, for Chris Pronger. Yep. And I would still say that uh, Shannon had a better career than Chris Pronger, but that's just me. Yeah, signed on. And do we want to run the bit from Primetime Sports? We're talking about the Bruins? I'll just paraphrase. I, I got it. I got you right here. I'll I, paraphrase it. I got you, bro. I said I'll paraphrase it. No, I got the quote, Alex. Mm. He was Because they, they were asking him about how watching the Bruins go through the playoffs and how they could be a cup contender, how does that make him feel? And... He said, 
he said it's weird because he he likes it in the fact that it doesn't it's not like they get a pass for losing to them if they make it to the final they win the cup he said he said quote some people have said it must really hurt some people wait yes some people have said it must really hurt to see Boston advance and I say I prefer it because then it hurts it hurts in a way that shows that they were that close the Leafs to doing it that said as we talked about a little bit about last week we're actually gonna get into it a little bit here Kyle Dubas is all in with Mike Babcock being the head coach which means, yes, folks, my Mike Bab socks will last another year. I was actually ready to burn them and throw them away. Well, I wouldn't burn them. I would just probably donate them to Goodwill or something. But, because, I, I mean, there'd be no point of wearing the socks of a guy that doesn't play or coach there because he got fired. I have my Dougie Gilmore socks, but that's because Dougie Gilmore is Dougie Gilmore. But the point is, is that Dubas is all in. And since Game Seven's passed... Calm down a little bit. A lot of it, actually. It's been a whole round since then. But Babcock needs to change his style. He cannot be stern-headed. Now, yes, do I agree that the Leafs need to prepare better for the playoffs? They need more of a more playoff-style team? Yes. They need to be a tougher team. It was kind of a joke. Like, oh, they're doing well in the regular season. Well, 62 wins Tampa Bay Lightning tell you different. Dubas, I think, with the playoffs and how they've gone, I think he may have seen why Babcock was so gosh darn annoyingly stern and so stubborn when it came to how we played and whatnot. But both sides need to change. Dubas needs to make some moves to bring in some more playoff-style players. And I'm not saying guys that can play but can be tougher. Now, I'm not saying Matt Martin would have never been a great player in that series against Boston. I don't think he would have been made. A Patrick would. Maroon. A Patrick Maroon-esque, yes. Because I don't think... I wouldn't give up a whole lot of money for Patrick Maroon. He's going to... If he wanted to leave St. Louis, you're going to pay him a dollar or two. Casper Kapanen. <sighs> but his his style, though, is perfect. Him and Janssen, they're there. They're hardworking. They're nasty. You're Cap- right. Kapanen's if you had, got rid of one, you'd have to get rid of both. Kapanen's had a bad series. That's all it was. But if you're Babcock... No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying trade Captain because he had a bad series. No, I think I, I didn't. Think I know he had... you said trade Captain long before, and I sh- got mad at you. So we're not going to cross that bridge again. But if you're Babcock, you have to see where we're coming from here. Listen, I'm not saying we're going to be a full skill, wild open team, but you have to play Austin Matthews more than night, more than 18 minutes in a game seven. You have to play your big guns in big minutes. Now, yes, William Nylander was not a big gun. He's tearing up in the World Championships right now, but that's not much of a not much of a survey to go with. Not much of a sample size. He'll be fine next year. He'll come back. He'll train. He'll be there preseason, game one, or regular season. He's but Babcock... Well, yeah, he cut his hair long before that. No, but, he needs to cut his hair. But Babcock needs to be smarter with his lines. He cannot be as stubborn with his matchups because guess what? In the regular season, if this team is as good as it is, they should make the playoffs no problem. You shouldn't need to match up lines, even at home. Just play whoever's the best out there and let them go. Because the best teams find a way to win those battles. Whether it's the fourth line going up against the top line, guess what? They'll figure out a way to get the job done. They know their role, they'll do their job. You don't need to throw out the perfect line out there every single time. 
Now, yes, when it comes down to a game situation of a big game or something like that, or especially in the playoffs, you're right. You will need to make the big, but you cannot rely on certain things. You can't rely on matchups. You need to let the boys play sometimes. Sometimes, but at the same time, what's 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 a big reason why Boston won? Because they got because the Leafs were outplayed and the Leafs were outcoached. Again, so so because Babcock is stubborn, and yes, the boys they're at that time in Game Seven they didn't step up. The boys didn't step out and step up, and Mike Babcock got beat. Babcock got beat half of that series, and I really think Game Three in particular. That was a game that Austin Matthews won. That was a game that... Yeah, because he decided to show up. And he... Dude, he had a five-game goal streak. You don't, I four, don't care if it's five games. He needs to be playing well. Every shift, not just well, five playing, goals. Well, when he's playing 16 minutes a game, yeah, you're not going to get a whole lot of time. I just... Listen, there's... I can go back and forth on Babcock all day, but both sides need to change. Dubas needs to do it. I think he needs to find it, bring in a couple more players. Yes, I know you want to keep developing, develop, 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 but right now this team has a chance to win and win now. I know, yes, Marner's on his plate right now, and that's, I'm surprised as quiet as it is right now, okay? It's quiet for good reasons. Babcock needs to change his style of coaching because guess what? Like I say, he's only won one playoff series. Since Lidstrom retired. And that was to an Anaheim Ducks team that was full of choke artists then. And like Ken Holland, Babcock's Cup came in 08. 11 years ago. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to say. I'm going to give him one more shot. But that's a tight leash if I'm Kyle Dubas. Because I know I got Sheldon Keefe waiting in the wings. And whether or not that's the great pick, that's the great idea. And he may, I don't know if it'll work out or not, but... You have a coach that's NHL ready down in the minors. Babs on a short leash. That's how this season should go. It's a make or break year for the Leafs coming up. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm not saying it's this year or bust, but this will be a telltale sign of where this Leafs team is moving forward this coming season. Yes, I know. We're still in the conference finals. Why are we talking about the Leafs? Well, it was news. We need to talk about it because we had not talked about the Leafs in a little bit. That's fair. So, yeah. On that note, make sure to use the hashtag the Keel Podcast, making, making sure to not use the hashtag TKP because, you know, the Turkish Communist Party. Uh, hashtag the Keel Podcast. At the Keel Podcast. Let us know what, you, what you're hearing. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you dislike. For Tyler Keel, who's eating potatoes and ground beef. Soup. Bruins are up one nothing, by the way. I don't like you. <laughs> I didn't say it because you were talking about something. I'm like, ah, I'll just let it happen. Goodbye. Bye!